Hello, and welcome back to the Fancy Fantasy Football Podcast. This is your normal host, Pat Polk, and I'm here with frequent, as of late, co-host Nick Spear. Say hello, Nick. I would like to say that I'm maybe the official second co-host now. Maybe. I don't know. But hey, what's up, everybody? I'd say that's fair. I'd say you're certainly right up there. Jen tried to pass the buck on to me uh, this last week, so maybe I am because she doesn't want the job anymore. But um, I I don't want it. That's a lot of responsibility. And so, no, but maybe because I do love attention. But no, but maybe. Okay. But probably yes. That's very clear. So, man, we're here. We are at the end of our fantasy league and most people's fantasy football leagues, week 16 of the NFL Championship week slash third place game week. Uh, how are you feeling? Well, my real life Bears have already clinched the NFC North, so I'm feeling pretty great. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Way to go, Bears. Bear down. Bear down, indeed. How are you Trojans doing? <laughs> that's a, that's mean. That's just a mean question. <laughs> they finished the season five and seven, their first losing season in a very long time. And So uh, what bowl are they going to? You, As you are aware... They are not eligible for a bowl game. They did not win oh, enough games. Oh, that's right. You have to win how many games? Uh, Six. And how many games did they win? Five. Okay. Yeah. But you do have Cliff Kingsbury now. I'm actually excited about that. That should be good. You should. I mean, that's actually, he's a very good offensive coordinator and he's dreamy. So it's a win-win. Exactly. And uh, unfortunately, currently we have a pretty crappy recruiting class, um, but hopefully... We finished strong in February, uh, as we sometimes do. But we are. Did you let Did you let Lane Kiffin recruit again, or what happened? Uh, well, yeah, because Cliff Kingsbury is actually just an offensive coordinator. Uh, so it's uh, you know I, I don't know who the lead recruiter is, but uh, you know I don't think it's going to be Cliff. So is it Ed Ogeron? Uh, yeah, no, no, because he's, he's head coach of LSU. Yeah, he left. Yes, a while ago, because he didn't get the top job, and then so he went back to LSU and eventually got that job somehow. Yeah, I know. I feel like if you do crappily at USC, you should not then just go straight into uh, LSU. Yeah, but it feels like everyone who else does crappily at USC ends up in like some like bonkersly good job. So Steve Sarkeesian couldn't even stay sober through his time at USC. Yeah, that was bad. As being the offensive coordinator at Alabama, is now the offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. And Somehow, offense. and uh, Lane Kiffin went from again same thing, crappy at USC to offensive coordinator in Alabama, and now is head coach of FAU. That's with, not that good. It's not, but you know what? He you can only fill your way out of certain, so many jobs. Um, who pop quiz? Who is the offensive coordinator for FAU? <laughs> uh, Norm Chavez. I uh, guess out of completely out of nowhere. Okay. Not that wrong, so at least it's a name. It is Charlie Weiss. I, that would have been Jun- my second guess. Well, uh, uh, junior. Oh. Not, and, that would not have been my second guess. And how old is Charlie Weiss Jr.? 35. Oh, you were off by a decade. Wow. Okay. In the young direction. He's like 25. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. And that's been your uh, college football minute on this uh, fantasy NFL podcast. Yeah. Uh, specifically fancy, even like not even, this isn't even a fantasy football podcast. This is just a 10 person league podcast as the listeners know. But anyway, 
This is your Whole Foods of Fantasy Football Podcasts. It's fancy. <laughs> it's organic. Anyway. We, we might be organic. I don't know. We get certified on that. So it is championship week, as you're aware. Uh, and, and we've got quite a matchup, don't we? We do. How's, how's your household feeling about this? <sighs> Look, Meg's ego is usually intolerable as it is. So you can only imagine that when she's playing for the championship, she is just that next level of ridiculous. So I don't know what Annalise is going through, but I can only imagine it's just as bad. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, and also similarly, um, historically, you have more success overall than Meg does. And historically, Annalisa has more success than Casey does. So it's like the underdog of the household made it to the cla- made it to the championship. So I could see how that would be a similar parallel. You should start. It'd be sport. like if the White Sox played the Angels. I mean, that makes no sense. But I'm trying to think of another team. If that's a... Uh... If the Mets played the A's in the World Series, if the Jets... I don't understand. If the Jets <laughs> played the... I don't know who's got less success. Uh, let's say Chargers. There's only so many NFL cities that have two teams, so it's a little bit thin pickings there. I'm going with the little brother teams of NFL teams or MLB teams that have two teams in one city, but the, there's always a little brother team. So like the Jets in new york there's the giants fans and then the jets fans are just they're they're jets are just less successful where the giants have two super bowls in recent years the jets have one back in super bowl three and i'm trying to think of another example but i guess i think the only other city that technically has two teams if you take the bay area out of it i guess they could be the raiders but then jets raiders can play the super bowl it's a whole thing so i'm trying to come up with an analogy it's tough. It's tough. Can't be Woody on the fly. It's hard. Yeah. I'm just going to keep letting you uh, just die in the vine. I appreciate that. So, uh, Casey versus Meg Collins, specifically, for the championship. Yes. Uh, last week, Meg beat Annalisa relatively handily. Annalisa had a rough week. Uh, so it was 97.6 to 61.3. Uh, and in a much closer game, Casey pretty much... You know, eight points, pretty close. Uh, 89.8 over Alex Um, 81.2. And uh, I would lo- like to say this is another uh, situation where we as uh, learned podcast hosts nailed the predictions. Now, uh, picking winners is one thing, but I think we did say that Meg has a very baseline level. She's going to get her points. So if you're going to – she might go off like any team could. But if you want to get her, you kind of got to go off. And Annalise's team was boomer bust, and she – busted because she just had those kind of players versus uh casey versus alex we said this was a little bit closer than i think it was like 14 point line had it uh when we were doing it last time it was pretty wide and we said this is a little bit closer than it is and as uh, you know seven point spread in fantasy is pretty close i mean you can obviously have much closer but that's within the margin of error yeah definitely and uh so yeah, we we called both of those, and and it wasn't even a, a good a, like it's not like the stars aligned for Meg Collins. She had some certainly some disappointing performances out of some of her players. So even as you said specifically last week, uh, you know she has a high floor for her team, and so she did just fine. The possibly more surprising outcome would be Abby just crushing Gary in the sacco. We thought. Abby, we, Abby was reasonably favored, and Gary had some serious health concerns on his team, but uh, we did not 
see a new league record in a margin of victory. That was that was crazy. 155.3 to 55.7 final score. Uh, first off, we should check the t- We might have predicted a new worst <laughs> loss ever. <laughs> we might have. I, well, I don't necessarily remember the entirety of what we said. I say a lot of things that I don't remember because, you know, once I say it, it's in the ether. It's gone. But maybe we did. I don't know. Probably not. But thank you, Gary, for uh, taking the league's worst loss off of my shoulders. Although, I got to tell you, I kind of liked it. So, you know, I'm a bit of a mixed feelings. I kind of like the fact that the caboose had beat me so hard. And I don't like the fact that this almost seems like domestic violence. It's just <laughs> yeah. it's too much. It's wrong when it's couple on couple. Yeah, couple. yeah, just mean. I can't, can't get behind it. It's weird. So, uh, interestingly now, the pattern in Sacco winners for a league is this starting in the first year. It goes Gary, Tim, Gary, Tim, Gary. Gary. See, he needed he needed oh. Tim to be in the league. The pattern is ruined. Uh it was an every other year thing and now that pattern is done. So, sorry Gary. Damn it, Tim screwed it up again. Tim is the f- uh Gary is the first three-time he was the first two-time second winner and then the first three-time second winner and now he's the first four-time second winner. So, you have a lot of records. Uh you're doing a good job. Way to go. <laughs> Look, uh flags fly forever. I guess you kind of get a flag for winning the Sacco. Sacco's, kind of. Sacco's sag forever. <laughs> Sacco's sag forever. It is a bit weird that uh, the Sacco is only won by two people. Yeah. I, just I mean, that's, that's a statistical anomaly as much as, say, the much-famed Bump Bump is or the, uh, the championships are. Because the championships are what – has, wait, has anyone actually repeated? No. No, one no has, one's right? repeated yet, yeah. And I go, of course, it won't be this year. So we'll have another new winner. Yeah. So that is, I mean, that right there is statistically significant right there. So interesting. Yeah. The championships are much less concentrated than the Sackos. Hmm. For sure. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yep. So do you want to look ahead to the week that is? No, I'd prefer just to continue to look backwards because it's much easier to sound smart when you're talking about things that have already happened versus oh. things that will happen. All right, so what was your favorite part of the last week's fantasy performances? Whew, okay, well, favorite part of that, I don't care. Maybe Derrick Henry. Um, maybe I had someone do well in one of my games. I don't know. Moving on, let's go forward. Okay, let's so. Be, let's be like the weatherman versus who's got to predict the goddamn future versus the uh, regular news anchors who just tell you what already happened. Yeah, and you know, also, man, when we're talking about just like the next day, I feel like weather forecasting is so unimpressive because at least in Illinois, like almost all the time, the wind blows from west to east. And so it's like, oh, there's a big blob of green that's a, wi- a ways away. All right. It's going to rain later today. And and like, I feel like it's not rocket science. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like I often look at the the weather forecast and it's like, it's not going to rain today. And then I look at the radar and it's like, well, there's a whole bunch of green coming our way. I don't know why it says it's not going to rain. And then it rains. And then I'm mad because I didn't bring my good umbrella. I think you really earn your money as weatherman on the seven-day forecast. Yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. I've never really, I've never lived significantly uh, in any significant amount of time in a non-Chicago-based area. Uh, and granted, you're probably not the best person to talk to about this because I think the only other significant time you've lived in other places was L.A., but, and Lord knows the weather in LA is really easy to predict, 
it's going to be cloudy in the morning and then it's going to be pleasant in the afternoon. But yeah. I, I wonder like what the weather plan, what, what do you need to know if you live in Denver? I have no idea. Yeah. I would think like mountains could, you know, make things a little changeable perhaps. I don't know. I did remember the one time I drove to LA after uh, going out there for one summer. And so this was late May, early June. And I'm going through the Rocky Mountains and I'm like, damn, there's snow on the ground here. It's weird. Late May, early June. It's not snow weather. See, the thing is in snow, it melts in the summertime months. And this was mostly a summertime month, so it had melted. That's weird. That's weird. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk football. <clears throat> no, I'd rather talk weather. Let's talk third place game because we obviously have to finish with the championship. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. We've got Alex versus Annalisa. A versus A. We now have three A names in our league. That's at least one too many. <laughs> three men enter. One man leaves. Current projection. Alex, 103. Annalisa, 94. Who you got? Okay. So again, some of this is going to be a little bit reductive because obviously we've already talked about these teams. It's here. Annalisa's not even starting a full team. I'm not sure if she really wants to play for anything. She might just be disgusted with the whole thing, which I get. You're not going to win the championship. You might just turn your back on it. Uh, she, uh, not playing a tight end. Aaron Rodgers, I, he says he's going to play because that's what you do to be a leader. But who knows? I think I like Alex on this one overall. That's probably true. Uh, I, I think it's interesting. Like the people that uh, Annalisa is currently starting, it's interesting that they have Aaron Rodgers scoring more points than Alex's Philip Rivers, and they have uh, Squan Barkley scoring fewer points than Alvin Kamara, although it is only 0.2 points. But still, uh, like I feel like the projections are a little bit weird too, just looking at the individual player matchups. But uh, yeah, I'm get, it seems like Alex is, is more invested right now and, and maybe will push it over the top. Yeah, so even if you assume she plays a tight end who um, whatever way your tight end is going to get you probably or project you for six points, so it becomes about a four-point line. Now, I like Alex in this one probably pretty handily. Oh, he's played Doug Martin. Muscle hamster getting some run. All right. Nice. Been a while. Been a while. Uh, she has uh, Jimmy Graham on her bench who is listed as questionable. Uh, so I don't know if he's actually playing or not, but he's projected for 6.1 points. Listed as questionable. So she could pop in six points right now if she wanted to. We should ask Casey's mom if Jimmy Graham is going to play. And I say that because uh, Casey has told me uh, a couple different times, like, yeah, with the Packers, just like everyone knows about these things. <laughs> like, he will say his mom doesn't know anything about football, but she's like, yeah, apparently uh, Aaron Rodgers got a shoulder thing going on right now. Even though, because it's just that pervasive. Yeah, you just can't avoid it. You're I like bet you, I down the bet, street. <laughs> exactly. I bet you that Casey's mom knows more than you and I right now about Jimmy Graham's health status, barring us like looking into it. That's That seems likely based on what you've said. I yeah. don't doubt it. Mm. All right. The big kahuna, the main event, the championship. The ship. Meg Collins, best little RB in Texas, versus Casey Johnson, Bears, a Pop Warner League. Uh, it has an ellipsis on mine. Uh, Pop Warner Opera. Bears, a Pop Warner opera, uh, currently projected. High scoring, Meg Collins on top, 119 to 107.5. Important question and that I have not asked all year. What is Casey's team name reference to? 
I, I almost I have no idea. I almost never understand Casey's team name references. They're usually a little Fair. bit more obscure than uh, other people's. I'm gonna guess it's a pop rock opera. So I'm guessing it's like um, Tommy, a pop rock opera or something like that. That's just a guess. I'm not even aware of what that is. So he's already taking a musical that I didn't know and then putting words in there that make it more obscure. So I like I don't feel bad about not knowing it, but yeah, I got nothing. All right. All right. So, what do you think first I have I have some interesting factoids to share, but first I want your uh, thoughts on on the matchup itself. I'll see I I like my colleagues this one again. Very solid. He's just got such that high floor. It's so steady what she wants. Now, I will say that Casey has a very similarly based team. Um, Kirk Cousins, Chris McCaffrey, going to do similar things. Got to like Kirk Cousins, a matchup against Detroit. They just can't get that defense right. Christian McCaffrey coming on strong at the end. But then you have Josh Gordon and Derrick Henry. Josh Gordon is boom and bust. I mean, he might get busted for a DUI. We don't know. <laughs> when you say boom and bust, kind of you mean arrested. Yeah. yeah, so it's two different things. Derek Henry, do we believe that the last two weeks are representative of what is trending towards? Now, you can't say that his 238 and four touchdowns is going to be his new norm. But is his 100 yards and two touchdowns closer to it? If he goes for 110 yards and a touchdown, that's a very valuable play, which makes me very upset that I cut him after, what, 14 weeks of him sucking? And then Casey picks him up and gets to reap the rewards of two weeks of him being great. I don't know. I don't think he's going to be great, but I think he's going to get close to probably 100 yards, and he's got probably half a touchdown in him, which I know he can't technically have. But he's going to kick a field goal. Say that, yeah, he's going to drop kick something and then just go with that. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's obviously a very strong flex, but then on the other side, Meg has Nick Chubb uh, on flex. So, you know. Well, still... see, well, that's the thing, though. Derrick Henry could be a very strong flex, but he's boom and bust. Nick Chubb, he's going to get, he's going to get, 72 yards and a touchdown. I almost guarantee it. He's like, that's that's what you want in your flex. Just give me something steady, maybe go off if you need it. Derrick Henry, I assume he's like that, and maybe maybe he found something going forward, but you just don't know. I will also say I give Casey the distinct edge in tight end because he has Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league right now. And obviously my heart says he has the edge at kicker because Justin Tucker is amazing. And we all must love him. Uh, so, well, if you pay a hundred dollars and your fancy budget, uh, the fab budget to get Justin Tucker, he must be great. He's great. He's so good. Um, he's going to kick a seventy-five yard field goal one day. So yeah, I still I agree. It is like I think baseline. Meg has to be favored, but they were both very good teams. The number one and number two scoring teams all time in our league history. So that's saying something. Uh, they both they made it to the finals as you would expect the number one and number two team of all time just to make it. Uh, so I'm gonna say still Meg, but closer than the 11.5 point spread. Do you want to take a a bet on the over on the spread? Sure. I'll take Meg. I'll take the Meg with the uh, with the points. Okay. Or you'll you'll take Casey and the points, and I'll take Meg with the spread. Sounds good. We're saying the same thing. Yes. All right. Well, what are we betting? Well, now it has to be even because. We're not no, giving odds. I'm not giving my entire Bourbon County Stout collection. Um, True. How about this? Unless, yeah. Look, as, as they are going right, like, 
I'm trying to think if there's going to be room for them to change their lineups around at some point. How about this? Uh, we're even, you know, we're doing even stuff. How about uh, an evening? Whatever the spread is right before. Let's yeah. say how about this? Whatever the spread is right before game starts. Yeah, the, the kickoff okay. spread. Uh, and how about, you know, you you come to trivia again and the uh, you just the drinks for the evening either way. Well, I mean that that to be fair though, that stacks in my favor because I'll know. put more down. I know, but I was I, gonna say, I was gonna say a uh, what hummus plate with all those uh, uh, celery sticks and carrots. I they do a good black bean hummus. It's true. Right. So, most of the time, sometimes it's a little dry, but it's good. Uh, I'll take that bet. Uh, whatever we figure out, one or the other. But the thing is, we're gonna win trivia anyway, so it's gonna be free. Good point. Good point. We just have to keep yeah. winning. Yeah. All right, it's a deal. Deal. Cool. So here is what I have looked at. Uh, so as you know, the WhatsApp discussion has been the bump bump, which for the like one listener who is not actually part of our league, if you've heard the discussion of bump bump and don't know specifically what we're talking about, you probably guessed you the most so of it. So you're talking to Sergey. Uh, John Rhodes listens to this podcast most of the time. Uh and but what about Sergey? There are some Russian spies who listen, uh, probably because of my value to the United States federal government. He just is trying to flip me by listening I'm to my podcast. To, I'm just trying to say, don't leave Sergey out. I mean, he's got to get something on this too. I mean, it, we can talk about John Rhodes in a second, but let's give Sergey his due. Hello. Uh, Privyet, Sergey. But uh, okay, the bump bump is, is obviously relating to pregnancy. But uh, so specifically, the way it has worked is first-time mothers thus far have won the league the year after they – if they gave birth during – like the most recent birth during or after the season, that mother has won the league that year. And, and you know, we have four mothers in the league. So this would – Meg would be the fourth – data point in support of the bump bump if it occurred. So that's what Im- – go ahead. Important question. Have you seen the child that Meg Murphy gave up for adoption and how is he or she doing? Yeah, when the, when she won the first year? Yes, exactly. I think uh, he's doing well. Yeah, he's obviously you know, the oh, it's oldest, a Got it. oldest league baby. Um, of course. And uh, doing doing great, doing great from what I hear. Good, yeah. good. Oh, let's make, I want, look, he needs Maybe a that's our home. one listener in Russia. <laughs> that's Sergey. The, the now Sergei. six the now year old Russian adopt uh orphan adoptee uh is listening and crying, thinking of his lost American family. Hey bro, bro. <laughs> Sergey, if you're listening to us, I'm guessing you're an American citizen. Guessing. Uh you can always come back. I mean, it sucks here, but probably still better than Russia. But hey, we still love you. If you exist, which you don't. Because that's dumb, but I'm trying to figure out any explanation for anyone else winning this championship except for women who have given birth. And that includes my own. Well, there was no eligible bump bump that year. That's the whole thought process. So that is the um, the narrative that has been driven home by the league and the chat. Uh, but then – Okay. You, know, but you say it's a narrative driven home, except it's borne out by actual evidence there's there's too many of these that are not they can't be a coincidence at some point. That doesn't obviously that's that's not true. It can be a coincidence. Uh, it, it 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 can and I dare say is a coincidence. Um, 
I do like what you're saying that what the hormones of giving birth makes you better at fantasy football. Like there's no explanation. Uh, it, it could be coincidence because I don't believe that having a firstborn child actually makes you better at fantasy football. Look, I'm saying there's a correlation, not a causation, and clearly we don't know. But at some point, the evidence becomes so uh, stilted towards one way that you say these two things have to be related. That sounds like you are saying correlation equals causation. If I no, <laughs> if you, if you're saying uh, like what cofactors? I don't know. Uh, but no, I, look, well, the the definition of correlation versus causation that I always learned, or the classic one that I learned was all right. So uh, for college students. Pizza consumption rises during the weeks of finals. Now, is it correlation or causation? We don't necessarily know, but clearly there's a uh, one-to-one relationship of finals happening and pizza consumption going up. Now, I don't actually know if that stat's correct, but it's a good example of what actually happened or what could happen. Here, we have four examples of women giving birth, and the four examples of women giving birth then tend to win the championship the next year. Well, we have three right now. See, if you're already jumping the gun on the fourth one, it is not over yet. Yeah, it's not, but it is. But mostly it's not, but mostly it is. <laughs> All right. We'll see. It's, well, it's already absurd that she, she then proceeded to have a child and broke the record for most points in a year. Granted, Casey also did the same, so it's different. We can get to whether or not this dad bod thing is going to be a thing, but... As far as I'm concerned, there's already that if Meg does not win, then there's still a strong correlation between having a child and winning the championship, at least the first child. So, you know, Meg M, whenever you get around to that, uh, you know, you can look forward to your second championship. I wonder if Alex is going to try for kid number three to get like the tangential bump bump. I don't know. We'll see. So, I. Don't actually believe in the bump bump. I think that there have been enjoyable coincidences thus far. And even if it happens again, that would be another enjoyable coincidence. Uh, so the the competing narrative to try and structure the winners into a pattern would be Casey having the dad bod bump, so to speak. And that would be the dad having a second child which importantly would mean that the dad bump bump is more powerful than the bump bump because of course meg collins is currently eligible for her initial bump bump she hasn't had it yet whereas casey you know so it's it's directly competing with each other so one would have to win so so that would mean that the dad bod bump is extremely powerful and more powerful than the bump bump so true and but the dad bod bump is in a it's still in its hypothesis phase. Either way, we're still in the early phase. I'm skipping over the words. Early phase of that theory. And if that, um, if he ends up winning, then we have the foundation for the dad bod bump, which could come into play, which, you know, maybe you'll win next year. And uh, it does we'll well have a whole me. new trend. If it yeah. exists, it bodes well for me. Yeah, so I see. Oh, see, now I get it. Now, now I'm thinking why you were like, no, no, I don't want this, uh, this bump bump to be a thing, but this dad bod bump, yeah, that's gonna be real. I don't think it's real either. I don't think either one is real. Uh, but if it did, if it were real, it would be good for me because I would be subject to it next year. Here's what I wanted to say. So, 
Yeah. It's obviously it's bump bump versus dad bump bump. We'll see who wins. Rock, paper, scissor. Um, but here's the other interesting morsel. Um, they're both both kind of obvious, uh, but not everyone consistently looks at past year's records over and over again like Jen and I do. So it's maybe not that obvious. But the first one is that if Meg Collins wins, the league will have existed for six years and all five ladies would have exactly one championship each in those six years. So that's Wait. impressive. There's six champions, five of them which are ladies. Who is the other one? That would be you. Oh, that's right. It's me. The most yeah. feminine guy in the league, uh, Nick Spear, w- would be the last of the winners. But uh, but it's just impressive that there'd be exactly one championship for each of the five ladies in the league uh, after six years if if Meg Collins does win. That, that's the impressive. League, the, league is, the league is just very egalitarian and uh, inclusive. And, you know, this was a league sort of designed to – have like the bros and then bring in, you know, like, let's also have their wives do this too. It'd be a fun couples league. And the women have just dominated top to bottom, which is just dumbfounding. Not because women can't do fancy sports, but I think even the women would admit they don't know nearly as much about football as most of the dudes do most. But apparently that skill set is Knowing about fantasy football is very different than knowing about actual football and does not correlate necessarily in a one-to-one relationship of like, how are you going to do? And the women are clearly just smarter than us. And you're like, oh, wait, so this is the game we're playing? Okay, I'm going to follow the rules and do what things say I should do and learn about stuff. And I'm going to dominate all of you. Indeed. that The ladies have certainly done very well. And I just particularly think having essentially uh, a complete set uh, it would be very symmetrical and and nice to to do. On the other hand, so you're so you're rooting for Meg Collins? No, no, I have. I, you just said having Meg Collins one would be symmetrical and nice, so that's what you're rooting for. The other thing that is interesting, obviously, so contrastingly, if Casey won, he'd obviously only be the second guy to ever win, which is not, you know, arguably arguably the first one. I don't know. Yeah, uh, but the weird thing is, he would be the first number one seed to ever win. Uh, we've had two two seeds, a three seed, a four seed, and a five seed win. We have never had a number one or a number six win. Uh, so that's interesting. I think uh, he could be the number, the first number one ever to win. That is interesting. I mean, it's a bit of a, an anomaly because you can have those situations where a team wins less games but scores more points. So arguably, that you know the seeding should be based on points, but no, it really should be based on head to head. Uh, but yeah, no, that is weird that uh, the number one seed has not won the championship. No, Nick. Nick, the data is clear. There's five years of evidence. Obviously, there's a number one curse, and you'd be foolish to dismiss five years worth of data. And especially because not only are there has there a number one seed every year, but there's a number one seed who gets a bye. They automatically make it to the semifinals by nature of being the number one seed. So obviously there is genuine evidence of a number one seed curse. And I don't want to hear any dismissal of this as a mere coincidence. And it must be real. See, your tone says you're sarcastic, but your argument says, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> There's something there. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Yeah. So, I, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So history will be made one way or the other. We'll have a complete set of fancy ladies champions, or we will have 
the first number one seed. We will have a, for now, complete set of bump bump winners or a dad bod power that is stronger than the bump bump. Uh, it, it, some, something will happen. Someone will win. There will be a champion. I'm going to go ahead. I'll go on a limb. I'm going to go ahead and guarantee someone will win the championship. What if it's a tie? <laughs> I don't know what, what happens. You tell me. You're the, uh, I mean, there, there is a, there's a, like, we don't go to uh, two level decimal points. So I won't say it's likely, but it's a, it's significantly more likely with just one level of decimal points. So what happens? Let's see. I think I, I have a feeling that the uh, tiebreaker goes to the higher seed. Probably. Uh, it could I mean we could make it so it goes to the higher bench, but what we should we obviously we need to stick with whatever is there because you, the teams need to know ahead of time what's going to be because it's going to be a higher bench then well that's going to affect what players do for the championship game because you could just really manipulate your bench so you have a really high scoring bench. So it says. Um... Regular season, no tiebreaker. Playoff uh, seeding tiebreaker is total points for. It does not list anything in our league settings for any. There says playoff home field advantage, none. Uh, so there's nothing in the settings on our league page about uh, there being any tiebreaker. So I think there would just be co-champions if it was an actual tie, which of course... Has, that has not yet happened in league history once we switch to one decimal place in scoring. Has there been any tie in one decimal place scoring since we moved to that? No. Were there any ties when we did not have that? Yes. Was it? Were there? Yeah. Not very many, but okay. some. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was what's it, the, the first year, so I don't I honestly don't remember if there were any ties that year. Uh, I think it might, was it only one year that we did it? I, I think you changed after one year. I'll I, I doubt you let that go to two. I think it was two or three. Two or three? Year two had not decimal scoring. 2014 season. 2015 had decimal scoring. So the first two seasons had non-decimal scoring. Well, you're a much worse league commissioner than I thought you were then. But that's fine. We moved on. None of my other leagues have decimal scoring. All my leagues are on ESPN, and our league is the only one that uses any decimals. So then you're in bad leagues because they should all have decimal scoring. Ties are almost un- unacceptable. It is annoying. And also, it's just really annoying if you get nine yards with a running back and you get zero points for it. Uh, yeah, that's dumb. Decimal is way better for sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's the situation. That's the deal. That's what's up. That's what's going on. That's what's hip-hop happening. I have nothing to add to that. I, I mean, you basically said everything went with it's hip-hop happening, so... I mean, what am I supposed to do? Tag onto that? No, you're good. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for chatting. Good luck in your household. We'll see how it goes. And happy fancy fantasy footballing in the meantime. And strength and honor to uh, all of those who are about to die. Yikes. Um, so I guess we won't know the outcome of the bet necessarily this Monday during trivia because there's a Monday night game, obviously. So next, a week from Monday. Oh, and there's no trivia until next year anyway because of the holidays. Okay, so yeah, then we're fine. beginning of January, trivia. We'll know who the winner is. We'll settle up our bet. Yes. 
Till I then. can't wait till I can't wait till I need a designated driver to take me home from trivia because I'm really milky for all this bet. Excellent, excellent. All right, man. It was fun. Always a good time. Yeah. Bye, bud. Bye.